1: Today's tip is an excerpt from the Horses in the Morning Show horse health segment. Steve Krause from Cornell University Farrier Program joins Jamie to explain the relationship of horseshoes and traction for polo ponies and others in similar types of sports. And we'll get right to it after this from Kentucky Performance Products. She swallowed
2: hard as they walked into the start box. She could feel his muscles tense under her leg. Five, four, three, two. One, have a great ride. She didn't have to ask. He galloped out of the box and across the field toward their first training level course. His ears pricked, her heart pounded. He attacked each obstacle with confidence, clearing them with room to spare. A huge smile broke out on her face as she crossed through the finish flags. She leaned forward and buried her face in his neck. Their bond of love and trust blocked out all else. This love story is brought to you by Elevate, research proven to have superior bioavailability. Elevate supplies the essential vitamin E often missing from the equine diet. It's all natural formula supports healthy muscle and nerve functions. The horse that matters to you, matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Call 859-873-2974 or visit kppusa.com to order today. No, so um, I gotta ask too. When you
3: are shoeing all these polo ponies, do the polo ponies have any certain special type of shoes? Do you just shoe them all the way around? Do they have borium? Do they have cleat? I mean, do they have like? Do you drill and tap them? What's the? What do you do different?
0: All right, now we're getting in another question that has lots of parts. Okay. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, there, uh, we're we're playing arena polo here at Cornell, which is indoor arena polo, which is. Similar, but not the same as outdoor polo. So arena polo is usually what's played in the collegiate realm and is popular, you know, in what we call club polo beyond the collegiates, whereas outdoor polo is played on a a, a polo field that's like nine football fields. You know, it's 300 yards by 150 yards. So you have galloping horses, whereas arena polo is is quick, explosive, uh, a lot of quick turns, um, a lot of physical contact, but it's easier to see it because it's in such a smaller area. Um, so the, the Cornell polo horses in our arena, the footing is so good. We only shoe the fronts on most of the horses. Every now and then we have to shoe a horse behind to keep his feet together. And we use what's called a rim style shoe, which is made to kind of like bite into the surface a little bit to give them some traction. Um, Uh, and i say some of these horses might get hind shoes just to help with their feet, but they really don't need the traction. As you get into outdoor polo, then you need hind shoes uh, 100% of the time, I would say, um, with little projections called heel cocks. So, you know, they're factory-made, what's called dull heel cocks. And if you ever try to stop and turn a a horse at a gallop, uh, without that, you're going to slide and probably go down. Um, so you can be more competitive with properly shod uh, heel cock shoes behind. Now, Borium is specifically illegal for polo, um, and um, heel-cocks are only allowed on the hind only. And up until about two years ago, that was all that was allowed. Um, and recently they changed the rule that you can use what's called removable screw-cocks um, on the hinds of, of polo horses so that they can vary the traction for the surfaces just like event horses do and mm-hmm. um, take them out when they're not, um, you know, being used. So it's kind of like a good thing if it's done right um, to be able to remove this, the screw cocks when you don't need them. Uh, but for, but, and, and the professionals really do appreciate that because they're very competitive and they might need a bigger caulk than usual for the field conditions to be competitive and stay safe. But, again, they'd want to remove it after they're done playing. So it's the best of both worlds doing that.
3: Absolutely. Well, I mean, I, I'm an inventor, and, and when you do have more rain and everything, you need bigger uh, studs for playing in the right. rain. I don't know. If they, do they play in the rain much In or just like more like softer field conditions?
0: Uh, not likely going to play in anything beyond a light drizzle because the field conditions get too slippery. And right. not only that, but they tear the field up a lot. And, um, and I say the, the, the borium, it was disallowed um, and any kind of screw cock on front or anything that's sharp because the horses are in very close contact. We don't want to see a horse like, you know, um, you know, especially on a front foot, you know, galloping and, and, and maybe cutting another horse that's riding alongside. So, you know, right. the traction has to be very, very specific for polo horses.
3: That is, I, I mean, I'm, th- that's so interesting. So uh, the, the bottom line is, at, at some point, just two years ago, you started being able to remove the, the I, I guess I call them studs, you call them cocks, I guess. Um, right. That's so fascinating. Just, just two years ago, they caught up finally, didn't they?
0: Well, you know, it's just a matter of they, you know, got, you know, uh, d- uh, demand mostly from the, the higher level professionals um, that they needed more than was allowed um, uh-huh. to, to stay safe. And, um, gotcha. you know, what we used to do, we used to modify the, the dull cocks for some of the professionals I used to shoot for in Florida, and we used to just rearrange the metal and just bump it up to make a bigger caulk for them. And, again, they are playing at racehorse speed. They're galloping, um, and they're defying the, the laws of physics at times. And they need help, right. um, uh, but too much traction can also hurt a horse if, if it's not ridden properly. So, you know, you, you know everything's a two-edged sword, especially with traction.
3: Absolutely. Well, Steve, this has been absolutely interesting. Thank you for answering our listener questions and and my questions. And we're talking, of course, to Steve Krause, head of Farrier Services at Cornell University. You have the you have the absolute right job, my friend. Well. <laughs> Well done. It's fascinating listening to you.
1: And there you have it. You can find links to today's guests at horsetipdaily.com. Don't forget, you can have all of your favorite Horse Radio Network shows with you wherever you go by downloading the free Horse Radio Network app for iPhone or Android. Just go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. You can also subscribe via iTunes. This podcast was made possible through the generous support of Kentucky Performance Products and listeners like you. You can learn how to become a supporter of the Horse Radio Network by going to horsetipdaily.com and clicking on the auditor's banner in the center of the page. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.